good break. When you said that they want that barrel as wet as they can be. <laughs> I was going to say, especially if it's one of those B-U-T-T-E butts. <laughs> want a big wet butt. Put my sherry in it. <laughs> Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Mad and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Mad and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And welcome, everybody. Happy Friday, and welcome to another edition of Whiskey Tequila Fridays. We I, are back. I am Matt, and I am the whiskey lover, and with me is Drew. Drew, you're all about the tequila, baby. All about the tequila. So, what is our episode for today? Today, we are doing Sherry Cask. Yeah. Just like the song, Sherry Baby, right? <laughs> right. Today's all about sherry. So so what is sherry? Sherry is a fortified wine, right? I don't know. Okay. What is sherry? <laughs> sherry is a fortified <laughs> wine from the region of Spain. I believe it's just like tequila in the Jalisco area, the Jalisco region. The Cadiz region of Spain is where you can technically call it sherry. I think the lines are blurring in terms of things like cognac and things like sherry and port. You know, the original port was from Portugal, obviously, and and the original sherry was from that region in Spain. What I found interesting was they use barrels from eastern United States. So they use American oak wood to, uh, to age all of their sherry. Now, some can use other types of oak, French oak and things like that, but the predominant wood is American oak. And so the interesting part is that a brand new oak barrel isn't even used to age sherry. They will ferment the sherry in those barrels for up to 10 years of fermentation. fermenting and fermenting and fermenting. And then finally, when those barrels are, you know, basically saturated, right, with that fermented sherry, then they will start to age the sherry in those older barrels. And so when when a a scotch distillery or an Irish whiskey distillery or even an American whiskey maker grabs those barrels, it has had a long, a long journey, right? It's not just been once or twice aging sherry and then right to its next destination. It's been in, it's been in Spain for 10 years fermenting those, those sherry batches over and over and over again. Dude, this is crazy. I, I can't believe you know so much about sherry. (laughs) (laughs) You, you have to learn a little bit if you enjoy those types of whiskeys. Now, I brought with us today three different whiskeys, all with an influence in sherry. Some less, some more. All right? Okay. And the first one is an Irish whiskey. It is the Sexton single malt, and it is known to be kind of a sherry bomb among the Irish whiskeys. Sherry bomb. And then I brought Legion which is an American whiskey. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorites. It's one of your favorites, right. So it is that a... That is always in my bar. It's a Beam Suntory product, right? Yep. So Jim Beam and Suntory, they got together and did a little collaboration to make that whiskey. And then I brought uh, the Scotch version of a Sherry Bomb, which is the Glendronic 12, uh, 12 years old. It's a Highland single malt, and it's known among the industry as a, a pretty predominant sherry bomb for uh, for those scotch whiskeys. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, and then a little bit later on, because don't forget, this is whiskey tequila Friday. Yeah. I've got the Patron. 
Añejo in the Sherry Cask that they release every four years. So this is the 2021. This is the newer release. Yeah. Not even a yearly release. It's every four years. I think it's every four years. Like the Olympics. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're peaking (laughs) just at the right time. Little little history on uh, Sherry. Yeah. This was actually came about after the Moors conquered Spain. Yes. Which makes me instantly go to the Bubble Boy episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Remember they're playing the Trivial moops. Pursuit? The moops. The card says moops. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man, I love it. So I should clarify, when we were talking about barrels, we, we as Americans, we, like most things in language, we, you know, manipulate it and tear it up and abuse it and for the wrong words and the wrong meanings or whatever. When you and I say barrel, we're thinking of the wooden containers for alcohol, right? But truly, we should be using the word cask, C-A-S-K, because okay. barrel is a specific measurement of cask. It's a specific size, you know. Um, I think it's oh, like no 50, 53 gallons or whatever. Like, Oh, that's why like a keg is a half barrel, that, technically. That's right. that's right. And the pony keg or whatever is a quarter yeah, barrel. Right. And but you could you could probably oh. you could call them all barrels in the in the beer world, but you would have to specify do you want like a half keg or a full keg or you know, whatever. Yeah. So they're in in Scotland and in Ireland and in places like and also in Sherry, in the Sherry world. There are butts, B-U-T-T-E, right? Butts or butts? But. I think it's butt. But right. I think it's butt. I, th- I think they call them sherry butts. Sherry butts. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for you to take it to... So I'm not going okay. anywhere. <laughs> right. I'm not taking that one. So then there's hogshead. You ever heard of hogshead? Hogshead is a large type of barrel, and I think a hogshead is even bigger than a butt. Then there's barrel, and then there's different you know types all the way down to... You know, these itty bitty, like, you know, five gallon containers. And I'll, okay. I forgot what, what the name of it is, but each one has a name, and barrel is one specific type of cask. So, a cask is the generic term for container, and barrel is one type of cask. I gotcha. So, okay, so that's why these all say sherry cask. Because it's not necessarily the same measure as right. a barrel. Because it could be a butt, it could be a hogshead, it could be a barrel. That's right. So, so when you and really, I... It's in, just... But it's still... It's wood staves. Right. Made it's f- it's a barrel, that what we think of barrel, just in different it's sizes. It's a container. Right, right. When okay. you and I think of barrel, again, we're Americanized. We have these images in our mind of a barrel roller. Uh, the, the guy in, going down the waterfall with... You in know, the barrel. In, in the barrel. Yes. Right. Yeah. So... When we he use may have those been words. doing that in a hog's head. We don't know yet. <laughs> right, right. Hopefully there was some sherry in there to keep him company, right, while oh, he's going down right. the river. The, um, the, so we're, we're going to mess up, and we're going to use barrel and cask. and so Right, we're going to use them disc- interchangeably, yeah. but we shouldn't be, Yes, yeah, what prob- you're saying. We probably shouldn't be, but that's just our influence, right? Yeah. And maybe we've had a drink or two. I don't know. What? <laughs> have you been drinking already? <laughs> Well, we had to warm up a little bit. Did we? Remember, I you brought... did. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> All right. So, our first one is going to be the sexton. It is the single malt from Ireland, and for those of you that don't know what a sexton is, it is. I was just going to ask. Yeah, it's the caretaker to a cemetery. So that's so, not an undertaker. No, that would be more like a like a mortician, mortician or uh, yeah. So the sexton is the dude that... More or less a groundskeeper. Groundskeeper. Basically. I gotcha. Right. Security, groundskeeping, and... and Kid I, out of nowhere. I, Cinderella story. <laughs> I, think, I think in uh, other places like Europe and stuff, I think there's been kind of a, you know, myths and legends and stories that have come across amongst the, the sextons. Because if someone's going to see, like, spirits or ghosts or whatever, it could be someone yeah. who is... Taking care of a cemetery, right? I mean, but I like the bottle. It's got a nice little skeleton on the the label. The shape of the bottle is interesting. It's this like whatever pentagon, hexagon. I think it's uh, a hexagon. Hexagon, six sides. And would that make sense because of the sex? Sexta is six. Maybe. 
I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't. I have no clue. You're probably mixing up Latin and Greek, but who 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 cares? Yeah. It's all it's all Greek <laughs> to me. Um, okay, I got gotcha. you. So we're gonna get through this pretty quick because we do have a few we whiskeys. A lot to, we're we have we're a tasting few a lot today. Sherry whiskeys to sample from. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of dried fruits. Okay, it's going to be. I like the color. You know, it has quite a bit of a dark color to it. It's very dark, and they are noted to be. I believe it's all sherry aged. I don't think they do a combination or a blend. I think they do Irish whiskey. It's rumored to be Bushmills, but that's mainly because it's the same uh, label or distributor or whatever. So that's that's where some people have gathered that it is probably Bushmills sourced whiskey, but it has its own label. We don't really know. And then they put it all in sherry casks for that flavor, you know, that extra aging. I'm not sure how long. Usually it's anywhere from a few months up to a year, you know, depending on how much of it they want to get. And over in Europe, access to those sherry casks is probably a little bit easier than getting them all the way across the ocean over here to the U.S. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And a lot of distilleries will say that they want them still as, as wet as possible. So even maybe a little bit of sherry down in the bottom of the barrel. I got you. Okay. All right. So in a nutshell, that's what the sexton is. And I say we get into it here. Let's, All right. Let's give it a little nosing and see yeah. what happens. So I get a lot of like fig and raisins, like those fig newtons, but in a liquid form. Yeah. Oh, fig newtons are my favorite. I do get the barley. Right. It still... For me personally, it really turns me off. Yeah. It's that report card smell that I complain about. Sure. But I feel like the sherry combats it, and the barley's just there in the background, and it it isn't overpowering. So the dried fruit kind of mellows that a little bit for you? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Are we going to sample? I think we should. All right. Cheers. Cheers. So now we already did a little sample of this before, but... Also, again, still very dry on the taste. Definitely very drying. a drying finish, for yes. sure. But a lot of that dried fruit, yep. it's, you know, fig and raisin and different fruits like that. Nothing too bright. Not a lot like cherry or strawberry. No, it's, very, it's, it's more... It's, it's very sweet from the sherry, but, but subdued. I'm going to say savory at the same time, but that doesn't make sense, does it? What am I trying to say? Well, it... I think when you have a dried fruit kind of a thing, it's it's different than like a like a fruit cocktail or like a jam or a jelly. Sure, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be more of a drying kind of a of a flavor. But I think there's still enough in there where you could probably pick out other fruits. For me, oh, I, I mostly get dates and raisins and figs. I'd give you that. The best part about this, I think it's like twenty one dollars, twenty or twenty one dollars. Readily, readily available in the store. It's, it's, a, it's a, a good value. This thing is definitely a sherry bomb. Like, that sherry is front and center. Yeah, it's, it's predominant. I'm going in for that sip. Let's do it. So as your world of whiskey continues to grow with your knowledge and experience through my tutelage. Yes, your <laughs> expert tutelage. <laughs> would, would you give this to someone who, maybe they said that they've, only experienced, you know, Jameson or Bushmills or a, a generic Irish whiskey, and they weren't that impressed with it or they didn't like it, would you see, you know, how they would maybe want to try this as a different version of another Irish whiskey? Oh, absolutely. Because it adds that fruit component to it, you know, and for the value, for 21 bucks, it's a nice way, a little departure from those other whiskeys to see if maybe you are uh, a sherry fiend. You know? Yeah, I think if they didn't like the Irish whiskey on its own, or maybe even just any other scotch, this might be a good way to go, because it has some of those same flavors, Right. but the sherry adds so much fruit, that might be appealing to someone. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, I, I think this is fantastic. Let's wrap this up. Let's move on, right? Let's move on. All right. The What's next, next? The next one is... A whiskey that I introduced to you a while back, and you just fell in love with it. This is one of my favorites. So so out there, I'm the one with the 
huge whiskey collection and a few bottles of tequila. And Drew is the one with a large, expansive collection of agave spirits. It's growing. And then a couple of bottles of whiskey. Yep. And this one has made it to your cabinet. This one is a staple. This one has become a state. Yeah, not just made it to the cabinet. It is always there. Yeah. And when I finish one, it's not 24, 48 hours before another one is <laughs> Sorry, purchased. looking for a new one. Yeah. So this is Legiant. This is a product of the Beam Suntory conglomerate, right? So you've got Fred No, who is the master distiller at Jim Beam. And then you have Shinji Fukuyo, which I love that name. But he's the master blender. Well at, Cent- at, at Suntory Whiskey. And so the story goes is that Fred No picked some of the best four-year-aged bourbon barrels, okay? Does that mean it's bottled and bond if it's four years, or is bottled and bond another level? Bottled and bond is four-year minimum, but in the whiskey world, in the bourbon world, there is a strong desire to want to go at least four years, for straight bourbon whiskey. Gotcha. Okay. Now, technically, you can start calling it straight bourbon whiskey at, at two, two years. I right. know this. Yeah, right. We've been talking long yeah. enough. I know. <laughs> but then, uh, to be bottled in bond, there are other criteria. Okay. You know, the distillation season, same distiller, 100 proof, a lot more rules going on I gotcha. there. Okay. So it's just, it's just bas- it's for your bourbon. Yeah. Okay. That signifies that it's a good quality bourbon. It's not going to be too young. Gotcha. So then he sent those barrels over to Shinji Fukuyo, who then blends them and ages them in red wine casks and sherry casks. So oh. this is not technically just a sherry lineup here, but because you love it so much, and I, and I, I like it too. I had to include it in our Sherry episode, our Sherry I'm Baby so glad you did. episode, because I really think that it's a great example of what two master, two masters at their craft can accomplish. Love it. All so, right. We've been talking this to death. Yeah. Let's get into it. So, Oh, my gosh. So, so the, the, it's the best part of bourbon, right? The caramel, the toffee, the vanilla. But then you add that fruity component to it. Just a little bit of that raisin and fig. You know, it, I, I get a little more red, red fruit, fruit too. Yeah. yeah. Strawberries and cherries, but it's still... So, it, this is amazing. It smells syrupy, right? It, it smells does. oily and syrupy and thick. Yeah. Unctuous. It smells unctuous. Unctuous. That's another <laughs> nickel that I owe you. Ready? Born ready for this one. Yes, sir. Cheers. So that time elapsed. We were talking in Gabon, but we didn't drink any water. So on the oh, heels yeah, yeah, yeah. on the heels of that sexton, and then into this legion, I really got just that much more red fruit, yep. strawberries, and raspberries. Just uh, it was very it was more jam and jelly, whereas the other one, the sexton was more dried fruit. Yep. Right? For sure. Did you get that? Yes. So is that what is that what would that be like a slow sip? Oh, oh is it like a slow jam? <laughs> oh yeah. We we don't have enough room to trademark everything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> that somebody else can take the slow sip. It is so good. It's, My goodness. And again, thirty-four to thirty-eight dollars, depending on your market, and yep. always on the shelf. This thing should available. be sixty bucks. Shh. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But I, I agree with you. Right. I agree. It's it's that kind of quality. It rivals a lot of whiskeys that are 60 bucks. Absolutely. Yes. All right, let's get in for another sip. Absolutely. That second sip, the finish just keeps going on and on and on. It is mouth-watering. Yes. We're sitting here smacking our lips for two minutes before we're like, okay, can we talk yet? Yes. And even so more fruity. Even more fruity. Even more fruity. Dare I say, I think there's a little more influence from the wine, but they did a great job of blending the sherry and the wine. Because I've had some whiskeys that are just wine finished, and those come off usually a little more on the drying side, like a, like a red wine can be drying. Mm-hmm. And... 
you get more of the tannins, you know, some of the fruit, but you get sure. a lot of the tannins. This, I think, it just it's a perfect blend of. It, it, this one goes to eleven. <laughs> it's it's it really is good, amazing. Yeah, we killed this bottle. We are staring at an empty bottle right now. So, yeah, I, a, a sadder time I have not known. <laughs> so we we both have to go out and get a replacement for this, right? Luckily, there's both... a lot of drivers in my house these yeah, days. Right. <laughs> so we we may get a, a ride to the liquor store. Yeah. Is that weird? To have your new driver be your designated driver to the liquor store, <laughs> son. Oh, that's we're going a bad to the liquor store. <laughs> you know that's a that's a, that's an urge song. You know what is it? Urge. Oh, it's an urge yeah? song. We're going to the liquor store. Yeah, it's about having your teenage son drive you to the liquor store. The, no, I'm not sure. If it's <laughs> the context. No, I'm just saying the title. You can yeah. just tell your son, "Hey, we're going to the liquor right. store." I feel like that would be the worst influence ever. Yeah, probably not good. Mm. Yet I'm still, because this Legion is so good, it, it's worth ruining my son over. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that out. We highly recommend this. If you are a bourbon fan and you want to maybe dive into the world of sherry-influenced whiskeys, yes. sherry Irish or sherry scotch, Try the Legion and see what you can yep. get out of that. You know, all right, let's take a quick break. We gotta rinse out our glasses mm-hmm. and pour some of the Glendronic and get into So while we're doing this, let's listen to a little Joby Jam. All right. What what can we hear? He's got a bunch on YouTube. All right, well, we're gonna pick one out and all right. play it for everyone. All right, sounds good. Awesome. See you in a few. All the days go by and the nights get long. So I drink the whiskey until it's almost gone When the sun comes up at the first light of day I'll be running from your memory and I can't get away I can feel you here with me, I can hear you down the hall I can smell your sweet perfume Cause every night you had it on Well, Lord, I feel a hunger and Lord, there's a pain, but there's not enough whiskey to make it go away. Another day goes by, and the night is so long. Well, your phone just rings, so I guess you're not at home. Well, you're out on town, and I'm sure that you know I'm sitting right here, broken down and alone. So we're back, and we have the Glendronic 12 in our glasses. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that I really wanted to highlight as yeah. the sherry whiskey. But it was so hard not to bring the other two along because you do still get the sherry influence, right? And I want to teach you. Oh, right. I want to teach my friend here about sherry. Teach That's, me. Yeah, right. Educate. And libate. That's right. So now for this, I just get all 
figs, and raisins. And for the non-single malt lovers... A touch of report card. I get a, I get a whole lot of barley in this one. <laughs> maybe even more so than in the Sexton. But the sherry combats that barley smell that I don't like. It softens it. Sure. It softens yeah, it. I mean, this is also 12 years old, so it's going to be softer and rounder and smoother sure. just by the nature of, of the years in the, in the barrel. Ready? And willing. Cheers. Cheers. Drying or watering? Watering for me. Yeah. But not like the Legion. Not like the Legion, but definitely not drying like the Sexton. Right. The other thing I notice is that this is a much fuller, I'm going to call it more natural flavor. Whereas maybe, I didn't mention it earlier, but as we went on, that aftertaste on the Sexton was kind of like a cherry halls. A little medicinal, right. a little right. a little artificial. Chemically, maybe. Maybe that's the youth. Who knows? Yeah. Perhaps that's I, the youth. I think that's the difference between a $21 Irish whiskey and a 12-year scotch. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, no. Yeah, this one definitely has a nice, round, soft, smooth finish. Yep. It reminds me of fruitcake. I think of the holidays. I think of spice. I think of fruitcake. Not in the way that like cinnamon spice or pumpkin spice is like bam in your face over yeah. over and abundant. This is a real delicate Christmas kind of spice. You know that off in the distance you kind of get, oh, there's a wreath in the house or there's a tree, there's a tree in the corner. You know what I mean? You get a little bit of that, sure. that Christmas spice. But it's it just reminds me of a fruitcake. So I've been making a fruitcake for a while. Okay. And absolutely soaking it with a dark rum. Ooh. So actually the Legion gives me more fruitcake because I need the sweetness. Okay. To remind me of fruitcake. Yeah. You should soak your fruitcake in Legion. <laughs> I may never come back. No, wait. Hear, hear me out. Yeah. I'm, I think I might just blow your mind here. Hang on. You know that they make like rum balls? Or oh, yeah. bourbon balls, you know. So, you can, so Kentucky's a big for bourbon balls, my right? My mother made bourbon balls. Okay, so. yeah. Legion fruitcake balls. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Little bite-sized right. fruitcake. You could use some of the ingredients, right? Some of the some of the fruits and some of the nuts and like roll them up into little balls and like soak them in the Legion. Oh, oh, oh that oh, sounds Oh my gosh. I'm coming Have you had, like, to cake your pops? house for the holiday. You know those little sucker, those yeah. cake pop things? Yeah. Could you put an icing on the fruit cake with the Legion, like a cherry icing? You're, I'm getting hungry now. This is... Oh, this is like the crack <laughs> for fat kids, man. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, so second sip. Cheers. I like this one, I think, more than the Sexton. Okay. Although... Let me let me tell you how much I like it. How much is the Glendronic? How much does it cost? Yeah, the the cheapest you're going to find it is probably 55 65 range. That's the best you're going to find it. So this it. is 3 times more expensive than the Sexton. Yeah. So for the price, I think Sexton would find a place in my bar. Sure. And the Glendronic might be a special buy once in a while when it goes on sale. Right. And you know, that's the thing with with Scotch is that they make a 15-year and an 18-year and even a 21-year, and the prices oh only go up from right. there, right? So it gets very expensive to yeah. be a scotch hound, to be a real true scotch lover. You've got to be able to pony up some some serious dough. Thank God I'm just a big fan of rye and bourbon. Sure. And yeah. you can still find something for 14 bucks. Yeah. Middle, middle <laughs> shelf hound. Let's be middle shelf hounds together. Absolutely. All day. <laughs> No, this one, I think this one is great. I think it definitely has a fuller flavor than the Sexton. A little bit more barley, which again, I'm not a huge fan of, but it, it's working in this one. And a nice long finish. A nice, nice long, long finish. finish. Yeah. And very mouthwatering. Right. I, it's just, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. So, we are now ready. Are we to, ready? To we're ready to get the, into the tequila. Oh my gosh, we hit three whiskeys. 
and one tequila. It's, it's it's actually it's a little bit tougher to find a sherry aged tequila. Yeah, we there's a few out there. Yeah, so I had wanted to do this show for a while. On the shelf, I kept coming across this Partida Roble Fino Tequila Añejo, but it was partially aged, or I guess double barreled, or in in sherry casks. And it was sitting on the shelf. Oh, you, f- you found this on the shelf? Yeah. And I kept looking at it going, ooh, a sherry-aged tequila. We've got to do a show where I bust out my sherry whiskeys. Oh, And sure. then we have this Partida Roble Fino. So then when you texted me that you found this Patron sherry, immediately I was like, we're back on board. We're <laughs> <laughs> We're back on the slate for the uh, for the Sherry Baby episode. Yeah, so Sherry Baby—that's what we're calling it. I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So this one, you know, Patron is also added a free certified added a free. Did you know that? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now I mean I wouldn't want you to bring anything else. I know. I'm sure. And I have. I'm sure we're gonna have some. You know, but we we have. Yeah. But let's call it like it is. We we like the good stuff, right? We like the I good. Mean, yeah. We like the good stuff. Yeah. I think Patron gets something of a bad rap. The whole tequila industry owes Patron a debt of gratitude because Patron is what took tequila from the bars of Mexico and maybe like the back bars of California and Texas and made it what it is. A little more mainstream. Made they it mainstream. It, yes, with the advertisements, with right. yeah, the, the elegant bottles, you know, that didn't have a super elegant price and... Not at the time, right? I don't want to geek. I don't want to make this a geek out about Patron because we can do this at a later time. But it was made by the Siete Leguas Distillery. Then it was bought out by the Paul Mitchell guy. Remember the dude with the the beard and the ponytail? Like, and I can't remember what Paul Mitchell's tagline was. But do you remember these commercials from like the nineties? Was he in fashion or fragrance or what was he? Well, Paul Mitchell was the hairstyling the stuff. The hairstylist, yeah, right. Like, I think it was bought by the Paul Mitchell Listen to guy. Me, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> Just an old guy. I don't know. Yeah. I remember but, the name. Like, the name stands you out. You remember the Paul Mitchell hair care yeah. products? You remember the yeah. commercials with the guy with the beard and the ponytail? His hair was always pulled back tight into a ponytail? Sure. Uh, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... And maybe it changed a little bit. I think that, that there was a breakup with the Siete Leguas folks. Uh, but it's still a quality tequila. If I can't find anything else at the bar, I always know I can get Patron. It's a nice safe. And I know that I can get a quality tequila. Right. But let's not geek out too much on Patron. Yeah. I, I mean, I could do this all day, right? The color, I mean, the color is so gorgeous. I mean, it's... It has a beautiful amber color. It's just that this is, like yellow gold. It, I mean, it. If you told me this was an extra añejo, I would, I would buy it. I would believe you. If I told you, know? you this was a whiskey without you getting to, yeah, smell it, would you think it yeah, was no, a whiskey? I think it's a really, a really nice like Highland or Speyside Scotch because it's got that golden amber color. Yeah, yeah. But then when you nose it, give it a little nose. What do you get? Oh, there's. There's really a lot going on. There is. I mean, some of the tequilas we've smelled and sniffed, the agave is the first thing you pick up on, right? But you I don't, really have to hunt for the agave here. I don't get agave first on this one. There's a funky kind of note that, you know... I think it's everything else trying to break out ahead of the agave. Right. Notes from the barrel. There's a little bit of toffee, vanilla, and... Just this, uh, non- just this deep, funky note that so I call. It, I'm going to call it a nondescript sweetness. Right. Is that okay? Yeah. Would you say it's dark or light? If I had to give you two choices, it's a dark smell. A dark smell. This is a dark nose. It smells dark. It smells thick. Mm-hmm. Thick and unctuous. Unctuous. There you go again with the <laughs> unctuous. <laughs> I only said it because I thought you'd like it. Oh, I got a dictionary.com. That <laughs> shit, man. That's. So are we gonna we're gonna taste? Are we going in? No. No. Let's just <laughs> just keep nosing. Let's just look at it. Yes. Uh, here we go. Salute. Salute. What do you think? Well, my first thought is 
that this is not for making a ranch water. <laughs> this nope. is not for mixing or blending or you know putting in a margarita or something. I actually this, think it would taste bad in a traditional tequila cocktail. Yeah, no, this is for just sipping and enjoying and really trying to take some time to pick it apart, really enjoy it. I will say the finish kind of fell short compared to the Glendronic. I was waiting for a nice long finish, and I got a ton of flavors up front. You know, the beginning mm-hmm. and the mid-palate, there's so much that I'm looking forward to the second sip to give you some more notes here. But just a lot of barrel influences, you know, toffee, vanilla, and caramel, and um, a little bit of agave. But the finish was a little on the short side compared to the Glendronic. However, we'll do a little quick sip and see if that changes. We'll see. Oh, do a little quick sip. <laughs> so I think that on the finish, that's when the agave finally has a chance to come out. Right. And that might be what's giving you the short feel is that it's like, oh, there's the agave that I'm used to and nothing else. But it's everything happened Ahead of the agave. Does that make sense? Yeah, Is sure. Is that a weird thing to say? No, no, it, I don't know. It, it makes sense, yeah. The, um, it, I mean, the finish is decent. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely mouth-watering. It's not drying. Yeah, no, it was mouth-watering for sure. But there's a lot going on. I need a second yes. sip to kind of pick it apart. Oh, well, so here a we man go. in need. <laughs> okay, second sip in. What do you got? I got a lot more of the barrel. Yep. So that sherry cask really came through, and it was a combination of oak, like a soft oak tannin kind of a mm-hmm. flavor, and then the the sherry brought with it just this soft kind of round fig jammy kind of, kind of flavor that really mellows it out. But there's a ton of... Flavors, a ton of different things. Nothing really stands out. Like it's a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of toffee, pretty well balanced, in my opinion. There's a, a lot of little things going on, but they all kind of go together. I feel like you know, we've all seen a stereo equalizer with eight different sure. you know, sliders. It's like we took every slider and put it to five. <laughs> There's a lot going on, but not one thing that stands out too much above the rest. Yeah, it's balanced. So I get a lot of dried fruit. What you're calling oak and tannin, I feel is softer, almost like a walnut or a pecan that's yeah. straight out of the shell, where you get kind of that bitter mouth drying. Sure. I can go like along what, with that. What you're calling yeah. tannin, I'm going to call that kind like of a like... nuttiness. Yeah, the, sure. Right? Yeah. In the, instead of so much oak, I'm going to call it the, the nut. Yeah. And the mouthfeel, it feels... Feels thick and syrupy, but we know that this is additive free, so it's not because they're adding glycerin or something. Right. It's the distillate. It's the aging. It's the it's that it, time it's in quality. the barrel. Yeah. No, this is a really good sipping tequila. Mm-hmm. Actually, it makes sense that this is a good introduction to someone who maybe doesn't want an agave explosion. Oh, sure. In, in their face, sure. you know, because it is subtle. You do have to kind of hunt for the agave yep. if you're. If you're familiar with whiskey, you understand the the vanilla, caramel, toffee, oak influence that whiskey has to offer. This could be a great transition into tequila before you go down the road of, you know, just start with a Blanco. Yep. Because that might not be the way to start if you're a whiskey fan, right? It It might not, but I think we've discussed this before. Like, I thought for sure... You were going to gravitate towards Añejos, and you went straight for the Fortaleza Blanco, which is as uh, Blanco as a Blanco could uh, get. And that olive oil, yeah. the El Tesoro olive oil. Just, which we may or may uh, not have warmed up with a little bit today <laughs> since we cracked it open for a recent... So good. I never know when these are going to drop, but recently... So good. We did have the olive oil, yeah. It's, it's wood fermentation. It's 100% agave, open air... They do put 
some of the fibers in, which I think we discussed on another episode, but it's just trying to get whatever they can out of those fibers. Yeah. Is that considered a like a diffuser type of distillation then? Or? No, 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 no. Diffuser, just... diffuser is a very specific thing. That This is a chemical, a diffuser is a chemical bath where they're putting young, immature agave using the chemicals to pull out the sugars okay. so they can get fermentation. Okay. Whereas this is going to be even Patron, even mass-produced Patron is going to be more mature agave with a high enough fiber and sugar content. I think they call this a bricks level. Is that okay. familiar yeah. in the whiskey world? Yeah, but they're, they're basically just hanging fibers... Within the the still, I don't I don't know if it's in the still or if it's in the fermentation tank that they're just layering those fibers just to try to pull whatever they can. Still in the fermentation period. Okay, all right. Yep, and then distilled in a copper pot or copper still still, and most I think it's a mix. I think Patron is so big, it's a mix of Tahona and what they call roller mill, just. Anything, right? Something to crush it. Just smash it. Yep. Yep. Two times distilled. We know about that. The cooking of the agave is in a stone brick type oven. And no additives. This is certified additive free. Yep. It gets a little check mark. It gets the check mark. It it blows my mind because this is a mass produced tequila. Yeah. But the downside is it's only every four years. Oh, yeah. This this sherry cask. There, There was another one in 2017. In this one in 2021, it seems like this is going every four years. So they do release a, a more like of a regular añejo every they year. They do. They do. They have a. But they the, have but a. But the sherry añejo is yes only for every four years. And price wise, what did you pay for this? So funny enough, I found this in Costco. All right. It was sixty eight ninety nine. Okay. It's not exactly Costco prices. But for an Añejo, if you know a little bit about tequila and what you're getting into, right? Añejos are expensive. Yeah. Not just the time in the soil, but then the extra time in those barrels. Right. That's an investment on their part. It is. So It is. When you think about an agave plant that has to grow 7 to 10 years... Then putting it in a barrel for at least a year. And these are actually getting two years in the Oloroso sherry cask or barrel so or it's whatever. Aged in a ex bourbon barrel first and then put in the sherry. It's I, like a double you know barreling. What? I I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I'm going to assume that they are aging it a little bit first in the traditional Method, which would be in the ex-bourbon barrel. But I don't know for certain. I wonder if we can look that up real quick. All I know, with any certainty, is this spends two years in a sherry cask. That's a long time. So by the time you've hit seven to ten years on the agave, you hit two years in the barrel, you're at nine to twelve years... And we already know that in the scotch world, right, people go crazy for a 12-year-old scotch. This is not a young product by any means. Yep. No, that's worth the money, right? It's worth the money. Why? I think most tequila is worth the money, but that's just me. More? Mas? I don't see why we wouldn't. (laughs) On that second sip, I get a little bit more of a green flavor. What do you think? For me, it was a lot more cinnamon and, and spices. Again, oh okay. Maybe it's just the holidays coming up upon us, you know. But I, <laughs> yeah. I really want to. I want to decorate a Christmas tree mm-hmm. and sip on these two spirits here. Yes. I want to just like put on a Santa hat and some fuzzy socks and just right. like you know and some. Is other- that like an old stereotype of the drunk Santa? Well, not I, be drunk, Santa. You yeah, just... I, I don't know if I just pictured myself, you know, like wearing nothing else besides 
<laughs> but I'm, I'm wearing other clothes, okay? Oh, okay, it's okay, just, okay. The, the fuzzy socks just illustrates the comfy, cozy feeling of, you know. And while the kid and the wife are drinking hot cocoa, I'm drinking a nice sherry Patron or a nice sherry Glendronic 12. Yes. And just, you know, dropping a few ornaments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> The ones your daughter made in kindergarten. <laughs> Sorry. Must be the sherry. <laughs> but I mean, this this is a really good. It's a really good tequila, and I'm limited in my experience of añejos. But so far, this is just. It has set a bar. I so, will say it set a very high bar for my añejos. Oh man, yeah, and I think it's really. It's a lot different than a lot of añejos because I sometimes I feel like when I'm tasting in añejo, it's almost like getting the tongue depressor. It's just this like whack of the wood, oak and yeah. wood, yeah, and drying. Whereas this one is mouth watering. It's softer, right? So just like you said, the the sherry uh, kind of tones down. The report card, the barley note, the yeah. heavy barley note that right. you don't always like in single malts. Right. The sherry is toning down maybe some of the wood notes. For sure. Of an añejo. For sure, yeah. But on that second sip, I'm getting more green flavors, maybe a little herbal, maybe a little mint. But I think that's the agave coming out now that I'm a little bit more used to... Getting the sherry flavor, the fruit, the oak, the nut, the caramel. I get a little more agave coming out in the second sip. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And it's great to sit and just try to pick it all apart, right? All the cinnamon, all of the fig, all of the raisin, all of the agave. It's definitely complex. Yeah. You know, further examination will be rewarded. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I think we should examine this another time or two. So... This is the part where we... Is this the part where we quick sip? You got it. First try. <laughs> we didn't have to adjust the volume or I'm anything. getting better at it. So first step is the Glendronic into the Patron, right? Let's do it. All right. What did you get? Going back to the Glendronic after having had the Patron... I got a little bit more of the barley, I think, playing into it, but it wasn't bad. No, I think what I said about the finish on the mm-hmm. Patron being a little short, this quick sip really allowed that Patron finish to really shine. Yes. So it it prolonged the transition from that initial sweetness into that funky, woody, nutty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. note. Then into the agave, then into the cinnamon, then into the finish. Oh wow! It really draw it drew it all out like an accordion when it's in the. It's when it, you know it drew. <laughs> it drew, oh, this it is drew what I it wish. Out. This is what I wish we were on camera. That was amazing. <laughs> oh man, yes. So it drew it out into that long extended stretch. So I really enjoyed. The Patron. I got you. You know what? What I really felt like was that after having the Glendronic, going into the Patron kicked up the agave for me. It did. There was more agave noticeable that is not always there when you're just sipping it by by itself. Yeah. Maybe it's because once you've already got a little bit of the sherry flavor in your mouth, it allows you to pick up the agave that's in the Patron. I don't know. It's very astute. Yeah. Oh. Very possible. Yeah. Astute, are we? (laughs) So... Now we're going to start with the tequila and then go into the whiskey. So Don't mind if I do. Patron followed by the Glendronic. Salud. So you're making a face, but I don't know. For me, that was just as good. In fact, what it did for the Glendronic was it opened up for an instant. I got some actually some ripe, fresh fruit. Not the stewed, cooked fruit, but a, just in an instant, that sweet, ripened 
fruit, and then totally it, agree. And it again, it extended the, it opened up the finish, so you had a longer transition from the sweet to the savory, and then on into the fig and the sherry, and then that long finish. So I can agree with that. Just like having the Glendronic before the Patron opened up the agave and the Patron, having the uh, Patron before the Glendronic opened up the barley. Oh. Which, as you know... So you're not too hot about it. I'm not a fan <laughs> of the barley. This is, this is mid-'80s report card. <laughs> so, so your direction is certainly... Glendronic into the Patron. That's your preference. Yeah, yeah, and I'm with you where in the beginning it livened up the fruit, but then anything after that I was disappointed with. Yeah. For me. Did we have any other closing thoughts? Give me your final thoughts on which of these whiskeys somebody should start with. In which one they should aspire to. Yeah, I think if all you know is American bourbon, American whiskey, then start with Allegiant. You know, go, go, go down that road. $38. Try it. If you really, really like that red fruit, that red wine and sherry influence, then venture out maybe to the Sexton again. For the value, for the price. For 21 bucks. 21 bucks. For sure. It's a, it's a weird-looking bottle. You know, you can have it out there for your friends. They're going to go, what's that? You know, they're going to be like, oh, let's try some of that. And the color is dark. It's got a good, rich color to it. Again, for the Irish whiskeys, it's a sherry bomb, right? Sure. A lot of sherry influence there. And then if you still really want to go further into that journey, then venture out Invest in a Glendronic 12-year-old. But if you don't want to spend that money, gotcha. you know, maybe save that for the last one. And I think for our tequila fans, if you don't grab something that's been done in the sherry cask, whether that's the Partida that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, the Roble Fino. Or this Patron, I think you're missing out. Yeah, it's, it's a unique expression that's different than the regular Añejos. Yeah. But it's it's worth trying. Absolutely. All right, great. Are we about done? I think so. Let's wrap it up, It about buddy. wraps it up. All right. We want to thank all of you for listening. Please like and follow and subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can leave comments on our Facebook group. You can reach us on Instagram. We are at Whiskey Tequila Fridays. Again, thanks to Joby at Forsha Creek for our music. Awesome. And we ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging. But now it's time to go. We'll come on back for more whiskey tequila Friday show.